Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special Live Ajo podcast. We are joined today uh, on the eve of elections here in SISD. And of course, we have our October surprise. So let me introduce who we have today. Uh, you know, the guy in the right or my left, follow your right, uh, is Pablo Barrera, who was my co-host, but decided to run for school board. And his wife, Angie, how are you guys doing? Doing good. good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. And we also have Mr. Jaime Martinez running for District 4. How are you doing, Mr. Martinez? I'm doing well. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. And we also have Mr. Richard Castellano running for District 3. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing real good. How are you all doing today? Good, good. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Of course, Mr. Sal, assusta me one time. Uh, me one time. That is, must be the greatest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> you don't know my life. So you know what we were. It's very special today, guys. Um, we we got some some noise down the down the pipe that we had an October surprise, and to to nobody's surprise is that they haven't responded to to any to the request from the news. So let's get to it uh, real quick. I'm going to share with you guys what we're talking about. And this is a video from, uh, I'm sorry, from two years ago, and from a year ago, actually. And that's the thing that we're going into now. Uh, this was February 2020. And let me share it with you so we can, our audience can know what's happening. And then we can talk about it after the fact. And then we're gonna go here. Hope everybody can see it. I'm Natasha Paloma. I'm Daniel Marine. The district says it is taking full responsibility. KTS Atlanta's reporter Tatiana Favela is live from Socorro High School. SISD Superintendent Jose Finosa addressing the recent error of a district audit revealing 29 students who graduated last year didn't have the credits to walk. Originally, the audit says 276 students did not have the proper documentation to graduate, but many were eventually cleared by auditors. During Monday's school board meeting, SISD said the district had turned to the Texas Education Agency for guidance. However, the following day, Espinosa claims the incident was reported to the TEA. We also self-reported the less than 1%, the 0.8. We self-reported those errors. The auditor didn't clear to TEA and were told from TEA to document our findings and, and corrective action plan. As for the loss of credit, the district says it's working with each individual student involved. Life happens at home, and they're unable to stay for hours to complete their hours, or they don't have a home, and they're not able to do that. So we have attendance committees that look at all of that so that they can make a decision on what can be approved. 
Espinosa says he wants to add an additional counselor and credit clerk to all campuses. We gotta make sure that that, that doesn't happen again because we don't want a, a, a student or the parent of that student to feel that, wow, my, my student w w was cheated. We want that, we wanna ensure them that your child is walking that stage because he or she earned it. And the district says parents of the children who were missing credits at the time of graduation have been informed about having to have the student complete the pending courses. Live in the Lower Valley, Tatiana Favela, KCSF. All righty then. I'm going to start with you, Pablo and Angie. We've gone through the circus. This is one of the main reasons you guys ran. We have heard zero from Gary Gandara. We have heard zero from Ms. Nagara. We have heard zero from Ms. Rodriguez. And we've heard zero from Mr. Paul Guerra. What gives? What's happening? Why? I was talking to somebody today who said, they probably said it's in the Lower Valley. Who cares? What do you think? Well, I mean, if that's, see, that's always a perception that they have, or that's the misconception that they have is like, ah, it's the Lower Valley. It's the Lower Valley. Who cares? Who cares? You know, because it's, you know, they're very humble people down here. They just accept things for what they are. But, you know, that we're at a time where that needs to stop. And that's where my wife and I, we have, we've had those long conversations. We're like, enough is enough. Just like the other candidates that are here, you know, Mr. Martinez, Mr. Castellanos, that's why we're done. We're done with all the, the things, the harm that they've done to these kids, to the constituents, to the community, the teachers included. So, I mean, you know, talking about Socorro, that's one thing where they weren't held accountable and they're still not holding themselves accountable. Like, you, like we've talked about before, the COVID is what saved their tails. That's what saved them was, was COVID. Because if COVID didn't happen, everything would have been released sooner. So I'm glad that, and well, I know we're gonna jump into that here shortly as to what was released on the news today, but yeah, it's just unfortunate and this, this needs to stop. And like we've said before, we've always tried reaching out to, to our school board members and no response. We don't ever get a response, phone call, emails, nothing. And that's where the buck stops. And you know what, we're gonna, I'm gonna, if I win, guess what? That's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna answer phone calls. I'm gonna answer emails because they matter. They voted me in and we got to respond. Right. And, and Angie, uh, your take on it, what do you think? Uh, you, you've been through with Pablo through everything of this is, we've been through this a long time. What's, go, what do you, what's going through your head right now? In Spanish, quieren tapar el sol con un dedo como siempre. Quieren tapar el sol con un dedo, puras mentiras. A este señor Espinosa se le nota las mentirotas que dice desde millas hasta que huelen las mentiras. Que uh -huh. eh, siempre se ven de nosotros, siempre lo ha dicho. Este señor Gándara dice: es diferente, no es igual. ¿Cuál es diferente? Si es igual que toda la familia, puras tranzas, puro transero. Uh, los niños son los últimos que les importa. Lo último, they don't care about the kids. That's the last thing on their mind and their last worry. Es pura tranza y puro para acá y para mi, mis negocios y, y puro, puro, puro para ellos y nada para acá para abajo ni para los niños y ya estamos hartos, hartos. You're right. And this is where we are right now. That was February 2020, let me remind you, okay? Mr. Martinez, yes, um, you're running against Mr. Paul Guerra. Yes, sir. There, there's no been any statement from the school board members 
because but the thing is it should be because our school board members are are the boss of Mr. Espinosa. We do remember Watergate, and you know they Watergate happened, and guess what? They gave him a raise and they gave him an extension, almost half a million dollars a year in El Paso. But Mr. Paul Guerra uh, hasn't hasn't publicly talked about what happened in the city of Socorro because it didn't just happen in Socorro. It happened at other schools, just a 95% of those kids, it did happen in Socorro. What's your take? What do you think? Uh, my take is, you know, I, I always see it from, a, from an educator perspective. You know, I, I'm currently still in education it's, and you see things a lot different. You know, when, when the, you look back and look at Mr. Guerra's history as, as to why he, he runs for, for the board, you know, he reinstates and, and, and says, you know, I, I want to stop the, the, uh, the disparity, you know, the whole, right. you know, the, the bottom of the, you know, the, the south of the freeway to the north of the freeway. Well, let me tell you what, I mean, uh, that disparity continues to exist. When I came into Socorro ISD, uh, you know, 16, 17 years ago, uh, I mean, I started at Montwood Middle and I was there two years. And then I went to Desert Wind, which is very similar to the uh, to the population or the demographics of, uh, of Socorro and Serna. And, uh, and you still see the difference. I mean, uh, when we talk about, you know, the, the kids that are there, I mean, our, our, our parents are so involved. Uh, you know, they, they want the best for our kids and education is the only way out. Unfortunately, when we do not meet the needs of our kids, they're, I mean, we, we're not giving them opportunities. And uh, that's the reason why I'm running in regards to, to uh, Mr. Guerra. I mean, he is, uh, and I hate to say it, he's become Dr. Espinosa's right hand who covers him for everything. And, uh, and that's gotta stop. I mean, uh, th there is no transparency. There is no accountability in the district. Uh, when you talk about accountability, I work in a neighboring district and under the Department of Student Achievement and Accountability. And I work with uh, you know, administrators, with teachers. I work with the community and we know what transparency and accountability is there hasn't been any transparency when you talk about the uh, the Socorro incident with students not graduating and, and going back to what Mr. Barrera said you know like oh you know our, our people in Socorro unfortunately they'll say okay you know it, it is what it is but it's not right because uh, because of that because of the big disparities that we have in the lower valley compared to what we have in the on the north side of the freeway when we talk about you know Socorro high school being built I mean shoot it, that was the last thing that they could do I mean, everything has been built to the north of the freeway and our community here in Socorro has been left, you know, for, for so many, uh, so many years and that's got to stop. You know, we got to bring back transparency and accountability to, uh, to the board members and to the district because as taxpayers, I mean, uh, people got to be held accountable. Thank you, sir. Now, Mr. Castellano, um, this is something, you know, it's, it's a little bit away from your area, but this affects the whole district. What do you think we need to do to make sure? Well, first of all, Mr. Mr. Spinoza did say that he's doing all this, but in lieu of the investigation we have now, it says we did nothing or they did nothing. What do you think? Well, from my point of view and my perspective, what I've seen is that this is not, to me, this is the first time they got caught you know, doing this. It's not the first time it happened. It's just the time they got caught. We need to look deeper into it. And if when we get in, we can look at audits of other campuses and ensure that this practice isn't happening somewhere else. Uh, 
they'll whitewash a lot of their answers just to make the uh, to soften the blow to the district. And it, but you know you expect it because of the lawsuits and stuff, litigation that be pending from it. But you know they throw this word transparency around, and then they hide behind it and not use it. Well, we're being transparent. You can see it. Look what we're doing. Look what we're doing. Yeah, but in yeah. the end, it's it's like we're only going to give you this little piece of paper and tell you. Okay, uh, they may come out later and say, oh, but we addressed the issue and it's over. Well, no, because the checks and balances were not in place initially to ensure that this did not occur, you know, and what's in place now that to ensure that this does not occur, you know, uh, are they going to like conceal what happens the next time? We need to be open. If we're going to say transparent, we're going to be transparent. You know, uh, if we do the job right, we shouldn't be afraid of saying this is how it came out. If we did wrong, we should say we did wrong, but we make the corrections. We did the corrections. Do not wait till TEA or News Channel 9 comes out and says, oh, we're still under investigation. That is wrong. And as for the Valley, I do understand the concerns of the Valley. Uh, my two old daughters, they went to Socorro High School uh, for the, uh, the health magnet program. And uh, I went several times down there to visit the teachers and the, the campus was, you know, I, I don't know how you would describe it, just bad. bad. You know, it was a bad, and you know, uh, you know, in the building, uh, you know, well, you've been down there. You've oh, seen no, no, it. no. You know what? I'll be very honest with you. I have friends who have worked there and they talk about rats, See? cockroaches, you know, it's that's the way they think about us out here in the valley. And, and, uh -huh. and it's horrible because it's just, Oh, leave them alone. And, and, and you know, I, I saw one of your other podcasts. You mentioned about the bond issue where you were supposed to get the ninth grade center built down yeah. there. Yeah. And, and they took it away. And, and, and to me, that was a big harm uh, to the Valley. Uh, no board member stood up and said, you know what? No, I need to take care of yeah. these people down here. Equity and education applies to everybody, not just to say, oh, well, the the homeowners or the uh, the builders and the realtors up here on the east side want a school. Let's build yeah. it for them and let Escontrias or one of the other schools down there, you know, fall fall to waste or say, oh, we'll just put a patch job on it and continue going. No, every kid should enjoy uh, going to school in a, in a nice, high quality building, having the technology available to them. Right. You know, and teachers should have all the resources available for them to ensure they can get the job done. And th there's a big disparity in that. And we need to address that. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yep. Sal, TEA is investigating the fact that SISD graduated kids without proper credits. That's what they're investigating. It's no longer we self-report it. It's no longer we investigate it. No. TEA opened. That's a, that's a critical thing. TEA opened an investigation on SISD. That's the critical thing. It's open. Detectives are on it. They're going to find something. They don't investigate just to investigate. Sal, what do you think? So lesson should have been learned. And that lesson should have been what happened at Bowie. Yes. Sir. Uh, we had that or a couple of years ago. And, um, and it was the same issue. It was the same problem. So history will always be history to teach us, to show us. And for us not to uh, make the same mistakes, but when you don't want to look at history and you don't want to fix it because you want to create your own history, then that's what we're having in Socorro. 
we are creating our own history in the sense of these students uh, not graduating or not having the credits. And we're, we're creating a history where there's no transparency. And that transparency goes all the way from starting from the high school administrators going all the way to the board and going all the way to the superintendent. So Mr. Spinoza just mentioned that, that uh, he's self-reporting and, and doing this and doing that, but we haven't had any, any outcome. We have not had anything of what happened. So everything's in limbo and people are starting to question those things. And we're hopefully we could close the loop now and we could get some, some straight out answers. But what, what, what's being said, it's exactly what is going on. And that's, that is that nobody is speaking up and nobody wants to uh, talk about it because we're in election season. Exactly. And, and so that will affect them. If something negative comes, then everybody's gonna be accountable and everybody's gonna be pointing the finger that you failed the system. And so that's why right now, the best thing to do is just to stay hush. And hopefully people forget and hopefully people don't circle back. And, and so that is the mentality because if they were really transparent, we would have already had a response by now. You're absolutely right, Sal. And that's something that uh, SISD has not been transparent. And I'll be, to, I'm gonna share another note with you guys. We, ever since buoy, that buoy incident happened, we've had third party auditors that's been telling them. And what I heard, it's been seven years back that they, and uh, I think, well, I don't remember who told that, I think Mr. Castellano said that this has been happening. It just got caught this time. And it has been happening. And, and uh, talking a little bit Mr. Martinez earlier, it was uh, the A rating, the A rating, the A rating, the A rating. Well, you're not an A rated school district when you're passing people because you want that little A rating in front of your building. That's not the way it works because an education is all our kids have, especially social economic, low age social economic children of in our area that we live in. And um, now the board, uh, the auditor has been telling the board this and there's hasn't been taking any action, adults. And that's the problem and I will always tell you, it's not the kids that are a problem, it's the adults are the problem. Sometimes the adults are the one hurting the kids. The kids, yeah, they're gonna act like kids act. They're gonna act up, they're not gonna do their homework, but it's our problem to help them and understand why. And this is an adult problem. And what I was talking to some people where they were saying that somebody's gonna get thrown under the bus sooner or later. So those are the things that are happening now. And those are the things that TEA is investigating. That is not a good thing. That's the way we started. That's what we're doing now. So let's go back. Yes. I want to add this. So we talked about nobody speaking up, right? Of the one, the board members that have been there for what, almost 12 years or plus. So when you look at it, Mr. Ganara is represents Socorro High School. Socorro High School falls under his district. Right. He should have been the one to have spoken up the loudest. He should have been the one who advocated the most and he should have never stood quiet. And that's, that's a big problem. Hush, hush. No, if you're going to represent your district, you represent them right, you fight for them, you advocate for them, and you be a loud voice for them, and you hold people accountable. 
none of this all this is my buddy we go out and party and we go out and, and play golf and we do this no you 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 gotta advocate and fight for your students that's what you ran on that's what you gotta do i think it's golf not golf i think they do talk about golf. <laughs> or if papa was here right <laughs> yeah yeah all right so let's go to our our other let's go back to and show um the other clip we have that 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 came out today, you know, and, and we talked about it beforehand and we said, hey, what is this? So I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to show you guys the story from today. Okay, here we go. Can everybody see that? Yes. Volume slow, Alex. We're gonna try that again, guys. Sorry. New at noon, the Texas Education Agency has confirmed to KTSM that it has opened a special accreditation investigation into Socorro ISD. Last year, a district audit revealed 29 students who should not have graduated in 2019, but they did. They say 22 students did not graduate due to loss of credit, and seven students did not have the required credits. 21 of the 29 students were from Socorro High. We have reached out to the district. We will go ahead and let you know how they responded in our later newscast. So this was this was at noon. This news was at noon, okay? It was at noon. It came out again at five and nothing happened. Uh, are they working on Friday still or or what's happening? I'm, I'm lost, it's not summer yet. Because Socorro is always in front of everything. That's I think that's her motto. We're in front of everything. Blah, blah, blah. We, we take responsibility, blah, blah, blah. That's cool, whatever. I don't care. Now, the state guarantees an education uh, to all children, to all children. They were, they were given a diploma. Here you go. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. You might not be ready for the world, okay? But here, here, here. Okay? That's it. That's it. You're gone. Now, there's your jobs, if you do get elected tomorrow, is to oversee the judiciary, where the money goes, what the money does. What are we going to do when, when, what are we going to give the kids? We're not going to get money. Where are the programs to help these kids? What did, what did they do from February 2020 to May 1st, 2021? I don't see Gary Gondara coming out saying, you know, these kids deserve an education. I'm here to help them. Uh, I don't see Paul Guerra doing that. I don't see Ms. Rodriguez doing that. I don't see Ms. Najara doing that. Now, I don't see him doing that. Where does Paul Garcia fall into this now? Paul Garcia left. And this is, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Paul Garcia left, and then this comes out. It's, it's scary if you really think about it. Okay, I'm going to start with Sal. Sal, what do you think? Coincidence? I don't know, man. Maybe. I'm thinking maybe a coincidence. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we really don't know the reasons why he left, but at the same time, everything is going to start trickling down. And, and you know, uh, uh, once again, <clears throat> you know, everybody's staying hush. 
But if you really want to have that accountability, I mean, I really do believe that uh, Mr. Gandara should have said something uh, since he is representing that district. Not only that, but as a graduate from Socorro High School, because we went to school together. So I know him, he knows me. And so um, he should have backed that school up, you know, because that's where we come from. And so um, it's unfortunate um, he didn't have to go through what he went through uh, as when he was going to Socorro High School. But unfortunate now that he graduated from there and, and, and now he's uh, 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 a trustee, he should have taken a little bit more pride. And that's where I kind of feel discouraged and I feel kind of even betrayed in that sense. Because, I mean, Socorro, we've always been a big family. And so I have a lot of connections in Socorro. And, and, and you know, we're, every time we see each other, we're, we're glad to see each other and stuff like that. But it just kind of feels like, you know, we kind of got backstabbed. Maybe we're not there anymore, right? But for these kids that they're fall under his district and, and he really didn't come out and say anything, that's kind of a backstabbing type of thing right there, you know? Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's sad. And, and you know, I'm, an, I'm not a, a Socorro alumni, I'm a Jefferson alumni. And, and you know, even I, you know, go by and buy popcorn or whatever they're selling to help out the alumni in, in any way, shape or form I had. And I promise you, if there was something like this going on over there, which was, you know, those are things that you need to fight and say, but see, I don't live over there anymore. I live here in the city of Socorro. So our obligation is here. He lives here. He has connections here. He has businesses here. So where are we on that? You know, uh, Mr. Castellano, um, Mr. Mena, Mr. Morales, Mr. Paul Garcia, they got elected. And then out of the blue, this happens. After the other board that got all these awards, that they, they cling on to because God forbid you forget they got those awards and they're a team. And I think I, I know why they say they're a team now is because Nart, uh, Stitch, uh, uh, was it? Uh, snitches get stitches, something oh, like that. <laughs> I think they, they try to do to you and say, we're a team, remember, we're a team, team SISD. And, and that's where you get the little mafia thing going, right? That I feel as, you know, these guys get on board, Mr. Mr. Castellano. Then you guys get on board, and then this happens. Poverty resigns, and then it explodes. Mm-hmm. Your connection, what do you think? Well, you know, with Paul Garcia, yeah, it was disappointing. I'm, you know, I was real disappointed. Uh, I, I can't speak for him, what his decision was, and I, and, and I don't want to speculate on why he did it, you know, and we, this is just an obstacle we have to overcome. Uh, I don't want to waste my time thinking about what he did but uh just focusing on tomorrow's election you know uh mr barrera mr martinez you know we we are out there doing the hardest work possible and we're trying to get the voters to show that we we need to bring the change you you talked about that team and and i don't know how many times i've heard that the district say team player and i I don't think they understand the definition of it or their definition is skewed to somebody who just rolls over and does what they're told that's a team player and, and this needs to change. Going back to this investigation, uh, 
that's that just was announced and happened a few years back. Uh, I see it as a failure of the super of supervision to happen because you know somebody down the line said you know these kids don't have the credit. That boss signed off on it, and then their boss signed off on it, but nobody ever checked and balanced to make sure that the their subordinate or the person below them did the job right. They just took it for granted and kept going. And and to me, this goes all the way up into to the uh, superintendent because bottom line, you can delegate the authority, but you can't delegate the responsibility. He's ultimately responsible for everything that goes on under him. And that's why he appoints those assistant superintendents to ensure that the job is done done right. And and somebody looked the other way and said, you know what, Uh, maybe we get away with it again this time, you know, and and just sign off on the thing and it'll blow over. And it just, it didn't happen, you know. I'm not aware of how whatever happened to the, the principal or the or the assistant principal or everybody in, involved in this, you know how they, you know what the district did, but uh, it, it doesn't stop there. It, it, this goes into the the uh, DSC right. uh, responsibility goes all the way in there, and they they just can't say we self-reported because that's that's after the the fact. You know what was the preventive measures that were put in place to prevent this from happening? You know. That, that is the concern there. What was in place, to, the check and balance to ensure it never happened in the first place. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just, well, I'm, the, I'm part of the team. So I'm going to not say anything. Is that, That's the mentality. I'm a team player. So I'm going to just let it go and we'll slide it in. Because yeah. we were able to do it in the past or whatever the deal was. You know, there's, there's something wrong. And that, that needs to be addressed. You know, we had our incumbents in there, you know, what 11 12 years already yeah yeah and, and uh i think they just uh accepted the status quo you know they just okay we're fine i'll come in here and if they don't want to take the extra steps like we're doing uh that we want to do you know they should just step aside and just let us you know run the seat you know they've uh they're there for a person and not for the entity they're not there to take care of the district they're there to take care of the superintendent and that's wrong you know, bottom line is we answer to the voters. We answer to the taxpayers. And that's the way it has to be. Excellent point, sir. Excellent point. Thank you. Mr. Martinez, the state guarantees an education for all children. Um, they gave them the diploma. We cannot take it back. That's a diploma. What about restore, restorative justice? What about education equality? What about uh, educational injustice? We hear AFT talk about this all the time, but as it seems right now, they are hellbent on making sure you guys don't win. Yes, sir. What do you feel about a union that is saying, whatever, it doesn't matter, I don't care, not the kids, not the teachers, but they're all in. And I'm a union member, but I'm a teacher first. Yes, sir. And, and, and you're, you're in education as well. They're all in on these incumbents. Are, you know, what do you feel like that? Because this is education equality. There is no restrictive justice. There is no uh, help for our children now because not even the unions say, you know what, let's try to help the kids this way. <laughs> you know, what do you think? You know, it's, uh, it, it's very sad, you know, when we talk about unions. And now I have no problem sharing with an incident that uh, took place. Uh, Pablo and I were endorsed by uh, by TSTA SCA, 
yeah. and then all of a sudden they dropped Pablo and they kept endorsing me. But uh, it got to the point as we get closer to elections that I didn't see anything on their behalf. I said, and I reached out to uh, uh, Angie, Angie, I can't recall her name, oh. Angie Soto, right? Angie Soto, president of, uh, of SEA. And I say, hey, what's going on? You know, you guys haven't done anything for me. I started to see flyers out there from, uh, from the incumbents, the two ladies. And uh, she, she had the audacity to send me a text and put it in writing, which I will go ahead and uh, read out because I still have it verbatim. It says, uh, she went on by saying, because uh, I went out to say, good morning, Angie, just wanted to see what uh, is SEA doing to support me in this coming elections. I've seen you posting things about incumbents, but nothing about me. And, uh, and I put down, you know, I, I'm not sure if, if, if uh, SEA is aware, but the monetary contributions and incumbents got, which were the $2,500 by the contracting companies, uh, they're, uh, they're through the Hunt family, which right. is also part of Creed, uh, who, who supports charter schools. And, you know, she, uh, I sent that at about 948. She responds at 1012. Uh, she says, no, we were not aware of that. And then she put out, she went on by saying, we're using an app provided by our national affiliate to contact voters. And uh, she, she continued by saying, it's been a difficult time because SEA is being accused of supporting candidates whose agenda is to fire the superintendent and certain other employees. And when she says that, she's talking about Pablo and, of course, myself. Uh, and uh, she put down, you know, would you be willing to sign a statement? And I have this hard copy of it. If elected, that you will not fire the superintendent. And this is Angie Soto, president of a union. Wow. Asking me to sign a paper that I will not fire the superintendent <laughs> or any other employees. Wow. And my response was, uh, I said, Ms. Soto, it seems though your organization's views and mine are clearly not on the same page. And I did say, let me share with you that I work for a uh, in the Department of Student Achievement and Accountability in my district of employment. My job is to do what's best for students and for the district and for the community. Uh, I also keep many teachers and administrators accountable for what takes place within their schools. If SISD's administrators or superintendent are not held accountable for their actions or what happens within their districts, the appropriate steps must be taken. We owe it to taxpayers as public servants that we are. Therefore, I must say, I must say that I reject your endorsement and will drop you from our political endeavors. May you continue to have, uh, be safe and good luck. And this is from the president of SEA, a union. I mean, that's just so sad. It, it, it's it, sad. frustrating, it's... very sad. I mean, and, and she has the audacity to put it in a text where, I mean, it's it's saved. It, it makes you think, Mr. Martinez, when, if you go to a complaint about anything to SEA, and especially to the lion's den of AFT, um, what happens to the teachers? Do they get turned back? No, it's okay. The person who did it is sorry. You know, those are things that these teachers need to worry about. The teachers are in a hot between a rock and a hard place. Because what happens when you say, you know what, this kid's not shouldn't be graduating. Hey, 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 hey. We remember Mr. Tovar took off two weeks after this happened. Yes, sir. He had a job. Great for him. Crazy for him. And, and we look at the, and you and I talked about it earlier when we looked at this investigation, SISD is not going to say anything right now because what they're going to do is they're going to point the finger and say, 
Mr. Tovar. It was all Mr. Tovar's, and he's no longer with us. And yeah. that's what that's the way they're gonna wash their hands. What happened to to the boy principal? He lost everything. He lost everything. Those are things that you, they need to worry about. But somebody's gonna somebody's gonna take the fall. You know, could it be Miss Crosse who came out there and said things happen? Guess what? Like I, I said it in a podcast, teachers should say things happen. Where are your lesson plans? Things happen. Life happens. <laughs> Life happens. I'm serious. I'm serious. As a law enforcement agent, uh, you didn't, you know, you didn't do your paperwork for the booking. It's, it's it happens. Life happens. It doesn't work that way, but for administration, it does especially central office administration. So I don't know, it, it's crazy. Uh, Pablo, you know, we're here now. We've been here for a long time. Me and you have been together since September doing these shenanigans and, and, and it's where we are now. Mr. Martinez, that's a pimp move on what you did to Angie. And I know her and she's part of my sister affiliate. Uh, and it's sad to know what's happening next door to you when you're when the one that you're in is like very powerful okay that's the saddest thing to see but you know to each their own nobody has come to the community to make this right nobody's knocked on the door and said i'm sorry for what happened i took away the somebody took away the education of your child let's make it right i will work with you let's do this together come Come, come here. I will do whatever it takes to make this right. No board member has done that. They can blame it on COVID. They can blame it on whatever they want. But nobody said, oh, me habló Gary Gandara. Que mijo, que sus grados. Y que le va a ayudar. Nobody came to that. Nobody said that. And we then we come with a, with a laptop situation. That's another where is that money, that $15 million that Espinosa said was invested in laptops? And you and I know we saw a tweet from a teacher who said they just got their laptops last month. And I hate to say it, that teacher's getting moved from her school. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I feel sorry for that teacher for speaking up and doing what's right because she's not a team member. And remember, they'll throw that back at you. So what do you think? Uh, uh, Pablo, you, you know, I, it goes back to what I've always talked about leadership, you know, and that's where this happens here. Like, if I was in that seat representing District 5 at the time, I, I would have gone out there and actually said, Dr. Spinoza, you know what, I need to have, I need to get a hold of those constituents, those families that were, that were hurt. I need to talk to them. Pablo, but you did. As a constituent, remember, you went to the school board, you wrote a letter, they didn't read it, that's, they read it a month later. Yes. A month later, after Mr. Morales brought up the point, and remember, it was Morales, brand new to the board, and then you came along because somehow your letter got, 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 got. You know, uh, if I may add to it, I had a, we have a very close, uh, I guess, uh, friend. Uh -huh. His daughter was one of those that, uh, you know, that, that uh, hadn't gotten their diploma. And that's when, uh, you know, I, I went to, I went to Socorro High School. 
and I wanted to talk to uh, somebody there and, and, and nothing happened. It just surprises me that, you know, I'm running for the board and then I get a, I get a call from, uh, from Paul Garcia asking me, hey, I heard you were at Socorro. I say, yes, I was. You know, I, I, I went as a constituent, not as a board member, you know, as, as somebody running for the board and, and looking out for the, for the, the well-being of a, of a close member, a family member. And a couple of days later, she gets her diploma. Outside is that, and and but and you know and, and they they gave her the runarounds and that's what they do to our community in Socorro. Yeah, they, they do. gave them the runarounds. We're not there. They're not there. Come back another day. Well, we we haven't. One of the excuses was like we haven't printed the diplomas. I was like those diplomas don't get printed at the school. <laughs> and, and 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 excuses and you haven't paid. You, you didn't turn in your laptop or you you haven't paid your fees. I mean, and well, I hate to say it. I mean, I show up a couple of days. Yeah, straight up, man. And that's what I that's what I would say. It, it goes back to leadership. Like you not once did you see anybody being proactive. And I, you know, some people always give me crap, like, oh, why do you always gotta bring up the military? But it's because that's my foundation. That's where I learned how to be a leader. Like you have to take care of the people underneath you. And if you don't you're going to fail. You're, you're going to fail. And that's what they didn't do. That's what, as a board member for your district, you failed them because you didn't reach out to them. That's one. Two, you didn't hold the superintendent accountable. Third, the superintendent should have reached out to the community members. Then I'm going to go down the list. The super, assistant superintendent should have done the same thing. The principal should have done the same thing. Because you, as a board member, were elected there for a reason. You need to do the job. If you don't like it, then get out of the kitchen. And let somebody else start cooking. And you know, it's, it's that simple. And I mean, my wife is an alumni from Socorro High School, so I want her to give her her input so that she can give her her two cents and how it affected her. Yeah, man, G. Yeah, it's frustrating to have a no representation in the valley. And when we found out when we were struggling to get the buses down here in the area. Um, and uh, I didn't even know what a board trustee was. I'm going to be really honest. I didn't. And they told me, well, go to the superintendent. Well, go to the assistant superintendent. We went to all these people and the type of customer service they give you is they treat you like you're trash, literally like you're trash. And they even make you feel like you're less to them. And uh, when they told me, you need to get a hold of your representative, your board trustee, I said, what is that? And they said, well, you know, it should be. And then they looked around. They said, it's Mr. Gary Gandara. As soon as they mentioned the name, I said, whoa, who knew there was another Gandara still in office? I think they were, I thought they were all gone. And sure enough, there was another Gandara in office. And I said, no wonder, what can we expect? What can we expect? And uh, it's insulting. As being an alumni from Socorro High School, it's, a, it's an insult. To me, it's an insult having somebody not there, an absent, absent trustee, that's what I call him, an absent trustee. And it's very easy to say, yes, I approve this, I second this, I yes. But the hard part is what we did, walk the streets. That was the hard part, walking the streets down in Socorro, getting the community out and uh, being a voice for the community. The easy part is just sitting on that board and say, yes, yes, I second it, I second it, I second it. That's the easy part. Take it, take it, take it. OK, take your lunch, take it. Take my lunch. Take it. No, no. Yeah, yeah. And the, the <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> oh. 
the other sad part that I see now that uh, Pablo's running for this campaign, I see a lot of the Socorro people going out and to vote and to see them not knowing. I'm gonna say it, um, maybe, hey, some people might get their feelings hurt, but being ignorant to what's going on in Socorro, just be, you're going out to vote with, oh, he's my friend, oh, that's my buddy, oh, that's my comadre, that's my compadre, yo lo conozco, voy a votar por él. And it's sad, it's sad that we don't want a better nothing down here. We don't want a better future for our children just because we know that person. Okay, let's vote for them. It's not about that. It's about what's better for our children, for your grandkids, for the community. And that is what saddens me being a Socorian down here is that mentality that unfortunately some of us still have. Yeah, and it's sad and it's really sad. And 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 we, we saw the numbers today, it's 400 and something. And it's only like 1% or 2% in the whole city and, and it's really sad. And and, and I wish uh, uh, Renee would have backed you up hardcore in that. So uh, we're gonna play another video for you guys. And it is Mr. Gandra. And it's one of those things that we were talking about. And can everybody see that? We are here to discuss the process the process here is who does it benefit more at any given time. That's really what this process is about. Let's be honest. We all know why he left. We all know why. What? Wow. We all know why he left. Sal, do you know why he left? No. No. Because he's backstabbing everybody. The incumbents and the, the newcomers. That's why. Because right. he's playing both of the fields, man. All right, let's, let's finish this off. Thank you, man. Why? Can you tell me why? I don't know why you left. No, I don't know. Can you explain the topic? I really don't. Oh, I do, right? You know why. I wish I knew. I would really love to know. Who benefits more? Why would somebody? I like to do what we did. So enough of that. Uh, we're wondering why Mr. Gandara knows why Paul Garcia left. Nobody else knows why, but why did he leave? With okay, so um, there's things you hear. There's things that you're like, what? And there's things that are like, Gary Gandara is fully confident he knows why he left and he's fully confident that he knows why why Mr. Morales knows why he left now we come back to here and the story breaks today there's an investigation uh, we had one law enforcement agent on that on that uh, school board He's no longer there. What do you think, Pablo? Look, uh, you got two. You got two law enforcement officers that are running. One was a, a city, and one was federal. To me, it, the perception that's that's been, and I, I can only speak for myself, and I don't know if Mr. Castellanos agrees with me on this, or anybody else on on you know on, on the podcast is going to agree. But when you look at the picture. It almost seems like they don't want any law enforcement because all they're going to do is we know we've done investigation work before. 
And that's the last thing that they want is for us to open a, you know, Pandora's box and reveal exactly what they've been doing. It's like, well, if you would have been doing everything from the very, the right, the right way from the very get go, you wouldn't have anything to worry about. Right. But because they've been doing all these backdoor deals and who knows what else is still lingering and haven't been caught with. That's why they're really, that's why they fought in me so hard and they've attacked me so hard. That's why they've also attacked Richard very hard. And they've also, also attack Mr. Martinez and Mr. Carrasco, but when they attack, usually it's more the, the law enforcement that they're attacking because they don't want us to go in there and actually start pulling things and looking at things. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, wait a minute, we're questioning this. We need a, uh, an audit or we need an investigation here. So I think it's something that they have more against towards our background yeah. because yeah. we're a threat to them. Well, looking at the whole thing, it's not, it's more than just, we bring a, a different perspective into running this board. We've worked for government entities that actually are responsible to the public, you know, uh, yeah. in law enforcement in my 29 years, we were always responsible to the public. Right. We had to answer to them. We had our internal affairs watching us. There was always a check and balance on us. Uh, you know, uh, if something broke down in, in, the, in the process that we did, uh, we looked at not just what the officer's action was, but what was the supervisor's action? What did they do wrong? Why, why was this allowed to happen? Where's the breakdown in the training? It's, it's not just focused on one thing. Uh, for officers and, and especially myself, uh, you go your whole career and, and you, know, you don't lie under testimony because you don't want to be, the term is Brady. You don't want to be a Brady officer because you want your word to, to stand up when you go to court. You know, uh, I look at this going on with the district. Somebody signed off on these forms and sent them to TEA. And, and that is a uh, tampering with a government document. That is a felony offense. What has happened with that? You know, that's what I'm looking at. That's how I see it. We are responsible. We, we have to maintain the integrity of the district. What Mr. Martinez did and, and put Angie in her place shows his integrity. He wasn't gonna bow and bend over just to get flyers or mail outs. No, that is what we need. We need that integrity on the board. You know, this district, uh, you know, has just allowed it for so long and they're so comfortable at the way things are, they don't want the change. And, uh, and I've explained that to everybody I spoke to, you know, we talk about, um, the, you know, how the kids are leaving to the charter schools and, uh, the, the technology wasn't there for the computers. You know, um, my sister-in-law, the kids were sharing computers cause they didn't have enough to go around. You know, uh, I spoke to parents. I spoke to a lot of parents up here on the east side and uh, even kids, people that have taken their kids out of the district because they said, I tried to complain and they, and they treat you bad. You know, yeah. they shut the door on you. It's like, I don't have to talk to you because I'm an assistant superintendent. So what they do is they take their kid out and they've gone to Isleta or they've gone to the charter schools and that's wrong. And that is that is that has to be changed. The whole mentality of this uh, uh, the district has to be turned around. We have to now start focusing on taking care of the teachers and taking care of that teacher-student relationship and ensuring that they have what they need. We all work as a supervisor. I worked for my officers in the field. That's how I saw it. And that's how this, the, the, the district has to view it. The superintendent, we don't work for the superintendent. He works for the teachers. He works for the public. You know, that's the way it is. And that's what it has to be. We cannot 
no longer allow everybody let's worship the king when you know the, the little pawns are getting just stepped on left and right and kicked out the door when uh, they, they make a complaint or transfer to another campus you know that has to stop that is wrong no thank you mr martin mr castellano castellano uh sal so you were a service member you know uh that your word and what your actions are are strong and and they are held accountable what happens when 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 there's there's stuff here going on and, and you were on the podcast and you saw it i know or you know i know you know well, i don't know what do you know as as our strongest constituent here what do you think now now that everything's come to light there's something going on there's a reason somebody jumped ship there's a reason why everybody they're like i know i know i know there's something gonna happen when TA investigates, what do you think? Just be transparent. That's all you gotta do. I mean, I have said it so many times. I'm not afraid. I show my face, my name comes out. You hear my voice. I'm in city council. I'm in the SISD uh, trustees. Uh, I'm here on the podcast. And so I have nothing to shy about. So then I'm asking for the same as well too. So if Mr. Gandara, you know something, then speak it out. I mean, what, what do you really have to lose if the guy's already gone? Why do you still want to protect his integrity when he's already gone? So if you know something because KTSM doesn't know, KTSM tried to reach out to Paul Garcia and they couldn't get him. KTSM tried to reach out and they couldn't get him. And so he's not speaking, but he spoke to... Mr. Gandara, I'm guessing. And so then let us know what happened because that's the only way you're going to have backing when somebody's transparent and when somebody um, is not hiding behind the veil, then you're going you're gonna to be able to have that respect. And so because you like to hide behind the veil and that's why you like to just keep things to yourself, there's an investigation and and so we could go in a different different a lot of a lot of different points and perspectives but somebody knows something and it's best for for them the incumbents not to say anything because they're running for election and and that's why all these unions are backing up the incumbents is because they already bought them they already own them and so they don't want change they don't want you know, these candidates that are law enforcement, because again, like Pablo said, they know the, 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 the policies and procedures to investigate, to ask questions. And so if everybody's already settled in and they already drank the punch or the tea, then why change it? Let's keep, let's keep, you know, what we have because then we could just continue working as a team. And so that is exactly what we are trying to tell our viewers and our listeners that change has to occur in Socorro. Socorro High School at one point, and I will tell everybody because I, I, I've been here in Socorro since I was eight years old. And, and Socorro at one time was the pride of the valley. That was our slogan. 
the part of the valley, we would go up against Eastwood. We will go up against Coronado. We will go up, you know, uh, with, with, uh, with Franklin, with all these big schools that supposedly they were out of our league. But somehow Socorro High School was always a champion because we always fight. We always were greedy, great on everything what we did. But now we have been the forgotten school in the Valley. And that's kind of sad. Right. And, and that's something I remember. I always have a story of uh, playing Socorro at Austin. I was at Jeff and I was a sophomore. And I ran a play called 332. And I, this guy comes in and I, boom. I mean, I knocked him out. I didn't knock him out, but I floored him. And all that night, I remember his name was Patrick something. Man. Boom, boom. And I said. Patrick Magana. Yes, yes. Yeah, that dude was hardcore, man. And I hit him once and he hit me like 10,000 times for the rest of the game. And I, I never forget his first name, Patrick. <laughs> and that guy hit me so hard for the rest of the game. And I just took it and I just fell. I mean, we could do nothing. And your defense was incredible that year, too. Uh, I think you guys made the play. And we saw you, I think we saw you in the playoffs again. It's not here or there. Sorry. So, but Mr. Martinez, coming back to you. Uh, as an educator, um, what happens to the kids now? What happens to our kids when and now back to, because right now you're my union hero, because you said, eh, I don't want that. No, thanks. Because it's not, it's not right what they did to you, first of all. I'm, I'm sad to think that uh, I hope the state takes action on Mesoto because that's highly regular for somebody to do. Yeah. Uh, but it, the, the union doesn't even care about the kids. They forget what business we're in. They forget the stakeholders. They forget what customer service is. For It's because of our kids, we have a job. It's not because of the school board members. It's not because we're, we're slaves to the school board members. And, and, and Mr. Uh, Castellano said the same, we're, we're not pawns, we're not anything. They work for us. We are the ruling body. What happens to the kids and the teachers that can no longer go to the unions because I heard today they cannot longer run, run to the unions because if you say something around about Gary or Paul or or one of the ladies not get out Rodriguez they're like yeah no no thanks you know this teacher got ran out of her school yep. got ran out of her school for for uh, the First Amendment saying whatever she wants on her time but it's because it's just like everything else. If you if you're on Facebook, on Twitter, you better you better be saying how great Mr. Spinoza is. What do you think now? What do you think for the future? Because what about the kids? What about the teachers? You know, uh, one of the things that I want to touch up on is uh, that I've seen in the past couple of years, and it's gotten worse when you look at administrative turnover. Yeah. Oh, every year, you know administrators are constantly changed. And that's one of the things that I put up on, on, on my Twitter account that, you know, uh, because like uh, Sal said it earlier, I mean, you, you don't drink from the punch, right? Or, or you don't want to be part of the island. They, 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 uh, they black ball you and, uh, and, and eventually they, they push you. They push you to leave the, the district. Yeah. And unfortunately for a lot of people, you know, change is always difficult. Change is always difficult. It happened to me. 
I mean, I got, I got blackballed from, from so many positions. I interviewed guys so many times and, and it never happened. And it, they pushed me out of the district. And uh, if people are lucky enough, they'll find a job somewhere else. When we talk about our kids, we're doing a disservice to them and we're pushing them out to charter schools and they don't realize that, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's exactly, I mean, when we talked, to, uh, you know, talked about Pablo Barrera, I know they gave him a hard time because he, as a, as a parent, you know, and I talked to Pablo, I said, you guys, as a family, you have to look out for what's best for your kids. Right. If Socorro ISD was not doing what they were supposed to be doing their job, I'm looking out for the best of my kids and I'm going to put them wherever it is that they're going to take care of my kids. And unfortunately, that's what happened. You know, we opened the door. Socorro ISD opened the door to charter schools. When you don't have that customer service, when you don't make students a priority, right? I mean, you open the door for them to go somewhere else and you, you won't bring them back. I mean, unfortunately... Yeah. It, 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 that's exactly what's happening with, with Socorro ISD and the battle with, uh, with charter schools, you know, and I want to touch up on something else that we mentioned, uh, you know, all these, uh, these uh, students that graduated without meeting the requirements. One of the things that I've always, always questioned is Socorro has what we call the SISD walk for success where, you know, they, they have all the administrators and school officials and uh, they go out on a Saturday and they try to bring those kids that that's drop true. out of school. Yeah. But it's like, why are we spending so much time, energy, and money on doing that when we could have done that before they dropped out? Yes. Why are we working backwards? I, and that's one of the things, I mean, and I can tell you this because I'm no longer there, so I can, I can just speak my mind out. <laughs> and we were forced as teachers, we were forced as teachers to do that. I mean, they gave us a list and said, you got to do so many houses. If we didn't on that Saturday, we had to take a half a day. Oh God! And it's like, and, and 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 teachers do not voice their opinions because they're scared, because of retaliation, yeah. because of just what happened with the teacher that she voiced her opinion, and now she's moved somewhere yeah. else. And, and 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 that comes down Monday, and they they embarrassed her in front of her kids, and and what the hell is that? And where where did she run to? Not her unions. No, you, you see, and that's but, what I want to. That's what I want to touch on is. Again, that's a lack of leadership. You don't treat your subordinates like that. You don't do that. Like, Sean, I know you can speak on this. That was one thing where if it was a one-time issue, okay, but this isn't even an issue. The teacher spoke her mind on her own time and she's being retaliated against. That's wrong. You just you just don't do that. Like, you know, everybody wants to say bad things about us, but it's like, it's very apparent that yeah. the administration does not really care much for humanity to be quite frank because they'll throw you under the bus you don't you don't play the game you're not the good old boy they're gonna throw you out because somebody's speaking you know like somebody like rodrigo likes to go out there and say hey you know what you block me because i'm speaking truth well guess what somebody's speaking truth and then you're gonna move them yeah you know you're they're speaking truth and now you're gonna move them because you don't like that they're speaking the truth yeah sure. oh, you know you what? Know? yeah yeah don't That's worry, we'll get back into this and we'll follow that case uh, uh, next week and then hopefully you guys are in and then we can make a point because something's wrong with Socorro District right now and somebody pointed it out who's living it and it's bad and, mm -hmm. and we're going to move to our last segment here. And really fast, uh, you know, yeah. you, you, teachers, you know, voice their opinions and they bring it to HR and it doesn't go anywhere for it because Mr. Campoya and the HR department up there, they just hide it under, they, they you know, Sweep it under the rug and, and, and nothing gets done. Unfortunately, that's, that's going to change. That's one thing that we will 
we we will uh, open everything up and and, and uh, you know question uh, uh, everything that's happening and, and that's why people are scared and that's why Misoto sends me that because administrators if they're not doing what they're paid to get uh, to be to be doing I mean things aren't going to change yeah yeah all right we're going to end with a little bit uh, that caught my eye Mr Castellano and it it, it affected you and it, I was very surprised. And I'm sharing it now. Can you guys see it? It says, Reckless, Anthony Almo. So Cora IFT retweeted this. Can you guys see it? Yes. Yes. It says, Anthony Elmo, uh, Anthony, Texas AFT, pretty sad to attack unions on one hand and take money from police and sheriff unions on the other. Also, it's reckless, not reckless. That's why we need leadership that can spell like Angie at Angie Rodriguez 43 at Socorro IFT. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's pretty messed up. And Socorro IFT has brought out all the guns, and that's fine. And and if, if Mr. Elmo is doing this for the state, I think we should tell, you know what? I'm a union member, and I'm a very proud union member. And everybody will tell you, I wear my union stuff all the time. But this is not right. This is beyond. This is not. Uh, this is something that I don't know what Mr. Elmo has in, in, in cahoots with SISD because I have never heard of a union person do this attack a challenger. It's not professional. And you know what? AFT is not professional. Let's just tell it the way it is. <laughs> no, they're in cahoots with all the school board members, and that's fine. They don't want law enforcement people in there. They don't because there's something else going on. Okay? They don't want law enforcement. They don't want people who know what they're doing. They want people who fall in line, especially with Espinosa, because something happens in those meetings that we don't know about or in the phone calls that they don't know about. There's money missing. There's $15 million that was vested in laptops that is no longer there and kids don't have laptops. And then we keep asking to add lights to Eastlake or to Mawood when it was in the bond. And, and this quote that, yeah, you know, that I put out there, it's, it's about the, uh, we need to do things right in the district. Right. To the point where, you know, you can speak your First Amendment right when you're off and not get retaliated. And you won't need the association to go fight back. But now she, she can't have an association because AFT had the superintendent at their little rally the other day, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, praising how the teachers rallied to go and try to keep kids from going to charter schools. But no, it was you either you, you go talk to houses or you have to train for half a day or take a half day off. And, and these associations have it upside down. And I've always talked to, uh, to my wife about it. And uh, the their focus at the state level, if, I mean, he's, I don't know who he is. Uh, and the focus at the state level for all associations is to work on your collective bargaining. Yeah, that's, the, that's the focus. If you don't get that, then nobody's going to listen to you. And as long as they've been there and as long as my wife's been a teacher, that needs to be the focus. You know, get the collective bargaining 
So where you have some power, you know, to negotiate your contracts, to set the hours of work where they just don't call you in and work you 12 hours a day or take away your, your lunch hour or take away your, your uh, conference time. You know, the, the lines need to be drawn. But when you go to the associations, they just like, well, no, nah, no, nah, you know what? You know, uh, they, they look the other way. Yeah. Working with the police associations, you know, you need help. They bring the, uh, the attorneys in from, from Austin. They don't fight and argue and, and Austin doesn't say, oh, you handle it over there at your level. No, they, they'll bring it in to, to help their members out locally. You know, so it's very powerful. That, that is a powerful organization, those two that, that endorsed us. And, and they endorsed the three of us. And, and, and that's how my example of an association should be. And, uh, you know, damn the torpedoes. You have to take everything on to fight for that, that teacher that needs your help. And that's why she pays you or he pays you to, for that protection. And when you look the other way, you, you do a big disservice. And you, when you say, oh, don't fire the superintendent, you've already shown your allegiance yes. to him. When you have the superintendent speaking at a rally, you've shown your allegiance and you've taken it away from the teacher who you are there to serve. And that what is wrong. And that's what Mr. Elmo here needs to understand. You know, and, and I'm sure he thought, I don't know if he was there at the rally seeing that. And, and that was wrong at all levels. You know, I watched the, the video of it and it, it was surreal. It yeah. was just, surreal. you know, uh, yeah, you know. It, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're with an association, right? You, you run, I'm, I'm not. Yes, and, and you understand. And yeah, you understand but I've never, we've never attacked, we've given yes. endorsement we've given uh, monies, we've given uh, walkers, we've given whatever it takes, yes, sir. But we do not attack. We don't, we don't go out and say, go do this, go say that, or start a fake account and attack them. That's, that's AFT. Um, mm -hmm. So the thing is that I, 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 I would love to talk to the state president about this, because uh, I'm going to talk to my state president about Mesoto. Because you, you got to have an uphill battle right now on all this, you know, uh, your these associations, teacher associations, and and I see it, and and uh, the superintendent and the districts they take advantage of that, right? And, and they push you guys down, and they're like, well, you know, um, you got to work a, a a weekend, I don't know, like say a harvest festival or whatever they call it, mm -hmm. but that's on your time. You know, and, and there's no compensation for it. And that's wrong. You know, if, you, if it's outside your work hours, you need to be compensated for it. And that's how I see it. You know, you guys need to have paid training, not, well, here's the training. Here's 20 hours. Go, go do it and have it done before the end of the week. Right. You know, and, and, and that's how I see it. You know, when our uh, back when I first started on the department, you know, they pushed it in there to have us 40 hours of in-service training every year for the officers. And, and that was pushed in there and in our contract, we put it in our contract and they paid us to go in for 40 hours, you know, uh, for in-service training. But now it's changed because there's so much mandatory training, but even if it's mandatory, they don't make the officers do it on their own time. You have to pay them for it, you know, and that's the way that it needs to be for the teachers. If they have mandatory or required training, the district is doing it to improve the teacher and to improve the district. They need to pay, you know, yes, and it doesn't, it's not just with the teachers, it's with the drivers, it's with whatever uh, per, uh, personnel that needs the additional training should all be paid. It should be required because, you know, not, 
you know, we have to pay our bills. If the, the Everybody needs to pay their bills. You just can't just sit there and, okay, we're going to take your time away. You're going to take your time away from your family and, and not compensate you for it. And that is wrong. That is wrong at all levels. And, and I don't see my, my, uh, uh, my uh, incumbent there standing up for teachers. I don't see that. that you know, and I haven't seen that. I don't understand. They both voted against raises about two years ago. So what happened to that? Or, or what? Yeah, like everybody just like, poof, went away. It seems like the only raise they get is what the state puts out. The district doesn't dip into their own little thing. You know, the state, the, the, the district doesn't dip into their own little funds no. to, to uh, give the raises. It's what the state says, oh, we have an extra $20 million here. And they're like, oh, we're going to give you a, a 40% raise, you know. And this thing where um, uh, Veronica went and they, they gave her, well, like the credit for proposing it, that was, that was a federal money. Yeah. You know, that was, that was you the know money. It was ridiculous. You're right. You're right. So, so we're going to go to the last one. Alex. Uh, yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Sal. I just wanted to just mention something uh, what Mr. Castellano was, was um, mentioning too. And so this is another history lesson. It happened with the Sheriff's Department. The Sheriff's Department were being asked to come in 15 minutes in so they could do shift change. And they were asked to stay another 15 minutes later for shift change. And so they weren't being compensated for that. So a friend of mine who worked uh, for the Sheriff's Department, they, they filed a lawsuit. They went through the association and they filed a lawsuit and they ended up winning. Well, my friend ended up getting about 10K for all that compensation. Wow. So teachers, wow. teachers, listen to what is being said right now because that's exactly what Mr. Castellano was saying. This is exactly what I'm telling you, that history teaches us, but we're not learning from history. And so I've already given two examples. I already gave the Bowie example, and I've already given the Sheriff's Department because it did happen. Yes. And so when teachers are being asked to do what exactly what Mr. Castellano was saying, do this extracurricular stuff. If not, then you're gonna be uh, held accountable yeah. for giving up a, a half a day or a full day. But what about all that time that they're at home doing all this work? Or what is it that, you know, all this time that they're uh, knocking on doors against charges and all this stuff? You know what the compensation is? Jean day. You could wear jeans to work. Yeah. That's exactly so I'm gonna, right. I'm going to ask you to sell because right. I'm going to ask you to sell. So, Sal, that was a very similar situation with my agency. When I was an agent, that's exactly what happened. So it happened with canines, and then it happened with the regular agents that, same thing, there was a lawsuit. So they already went through the canine lawsuit, they went through the first phase, and then I was the part of the second, the second or technically third phase of regular agents. And it's the same thing, because they were, they were having us come in 15 minutes early or stay, you know, 15 minutes later, and we were being compensated for it. So that's the that's the same issue, and there was a lawsuit within the federal government, and we're at that level. We're talking like millions, like hundreds of millions, where they had to pay out for that. So yeah, you know, it's it's sad. It's happened at the district level, it happened at the county level, and it even happened at the federal level that I even experienced. So, so yeah, uh, let me tell yeah, you. And I was there with the police department when we did do the same thing in suit because we'd had to show up 15 minutes before the shift, 
And it was a class action against the city of El Paso and they lost and they had to pay out for the, uh, that extra 15 minutes, but you know, two, three years of, of 15 minutes adds up. Uh, yep. and, uh, you know, there's even rules now that it, it, with the city that you can't even read your own email off duty because this is a work-related issue and we're not gonna pay you for work-related issues because you're off duty. So you shouldn't be required to read your email when you're off. And, and that's what the district, uh, the district you know, expects it. They send out an email at eight o'clock at night so teachers can report to a meeting at you know, 8.30 in the morning, which yeah. is wrong because you, should, you are not responsible after hours for checking your email. And, and that needs to, you know, also, uh, you know, they're required to use their cell phones. And, yes. and this is a big complaint that I have. They, they, they are required to use the cell phone for work, their personal cell phone. But when you do that, it subjects it to open records. And, mm. and, I, and teachers still saying, well, I need to call the parent. The answer is no, don't use it. If the school wants you to contact parents, they will supply you with the phone. You know, you don't use your personal device because you take a picture of a child or you take a picture of something that's a record that you have, you're subject to, uh, and it belongs to the district. District says, well, we're not going to seize your phone if, if it comes up in court. Well, it's not up to the district. If a court says, I'm gonna, I want to subpoena that phone, they're going to take the phone. And, and the teachers need to understand that. This is their right to say, no, not yeah. my personal device. And they don't understand that. And, and, and the, you're not a team player if you don't use your phone. And it just carries them. And Mr. Castellano, not only that, with the addition is that they're mandated to have a Twitter account. Is that they're true? supposed to be tweeting. Yeah. I heard it's not true. Is that true? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yes. Ah, they, have Twitter, they have a Twitter account and they, they are supposed to be tweeting about school stuff so everybody's and, and then they go after you on social media for something you know see that's what's wrong with the district they're just bullies that's you know and you've got an hr department that's that's a bully that goes around and just hammers the teachers and and uh do as i say and, and not as i do they're just monsters and it needs to stop administrators it, are required to have a certain amount of tweets per month as per dr espinosa that's, that's for sure <laughs> That is horrible. Don't get me. I would love it, but that's horrible. But just, I don't like Twitter. I love Twitter. We got a shirt. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you that something. Is one of these right here. A system one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let me tell you guys. Let me, let me tell you. They pray on hey, hey, You can't say way. Why not? Because some people will get offended if you say way, bro. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something teachers are preyed upon by administrators and let me tell you and i had i think i had this conversation either pablo or somebody else they want the teacher that says nothing to them they want the teacher that might not be the best teacher but says nothing but yes sir or yes ma'am because once you have a teacher that says yeah I, that's not gonna happen and guess what my lunch starts from here and ends here. And guess what? I leave at 3.30. And guess what? I show up at 7.30. That's where I work. Those are, the, and they might advocate for kids. They might advocate and say, um, I'm here for the kids from 7.30 to 3.30. But we need, we need this. You got to be more of a teacher. No, 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 ni madres. Because 
whoever works from 7.30 to 3.30, eight hours, 100%, it's more than enough time to give to the kids. Because if you stay till 5.36 doing God knows what, that's your business. That's no longer the schools. But they make you feel like if you don't work more than eight hours, you're cheating the kids. I'm not. Because I work eight hours for those kids. And teachers need to learn that. And that's what your union is not telling you. And they be, should be telling you. And that Twitter account, you don't need to do it unless they're paying for your cell phone. Straight up. That's, that's time and work. So I want to I I say this. Teachers, and I've, we've, we've had between the three of us, I know we've had the discussion with Mr. Martinez and Mr. Castellano. Teachers, you have our support. If we're elected, you're going to have our support. Oh, yes. it, it's going to be to a point that it's like, and believe me, you know, Alex, I'm pro 100% unions and associations. Yes, like, I know. Forum. So, but that's the way it should work is where you know that your board members are going to support you and they're going to be there to listen to you and they're going to help you. But what have I always said about leadership? When you're at a leadership position, you need to listen to your subordinates because you're the ones on the field. They're the ones that are telling you what's happening, what's going on. You need to listen to them, what they're telling you. You can't just say, oh, for me, you know what? I'm, I'm, you're going to listen to me because I said so. It doesn't work that way. And I was even listening to a podcast with uh, Jocko Willink, who was a Navy SEAL, and Dakota Meyer was uh, a Marine who got the uh, Medal of Honor. And that's what they were talking about. People died because he questioned things and they removed him from a position because he questioned things. If they would have just listened to what he said, people would have still been potentially alive. So transferring it over to an education setting, it's the same concept. If we listen to our teachers from our guidance, like Mr. Martinez, who's an educator, like you, Alex, who's, a, who's an educator, and we listen to what you guys have to say, because remember, we're not the subject expert matters here. It's the teachers are. And we listen to what the teachers are saying. Hey, you know what? Guess what? They're going to guide us. They're going to guide us. And they're going to, guess what? They're going to make these kids thrive. They're going to make these kids successful because we listen as, a, as board members. We listened to the teachers. We didn't do what we wanted for our own benefit or for the benefit of the superintendent or cabinet members. No, we did what was right for the teachers and for the students. And that's the way it needs to be because taxpayers are paying the school districts to educate their kids and we need to do right by it. That's right. All right, one last thing, cause this turned into a, another an hour and a half podcast. Dr. Mary E. Gonzalez supports SISD is an outstanding district that has consistently served our teachers, students, and community. I want to continue that success for our region by reelecting our trusted school board members. This was April 29th. The investigation was announced April 30th. This tweet will not, will not age well. And Socorro AFT retweeted it. There is an investigation, not a self-reporting, not a report. There is an investigation into what SISD has done. 
And I promise you, this is not the first one they found. They're going to find more. This is where we're at right now. Your little mafia is coming to an end. Right now. Hey, I got a question. If you notice, everybody has their last name except one individual. Notice on the on the Twitter handles. Gary G. Gary I he wasn't ashamed of his last name. He's not ashamed of his last name. It's Gandara. Gandara, Gandara, Gandara. Gandara, Gandara, Gandara. It is what it is. It's your last name, bro. Trust me, I don't like sometimes I don't like my last name. Because it's Elia too, and I'm like, and Paul, and that's who we are. It is what it is, and we are who we are. All right, children of the corn. That's what I call my kids. It is what it is. We are who we are. I am super appreciative of Mr. Castellanos, Mr. Martinez, Mr. Barrera, and Mr. Chagoya. I sussed them at one time. Uh, <laughs> this was awesome. This was improv. But hey, when there's an investigation going on and they drop it the day before elections, you have to get on and talk about it. That's what it is. That's what's happening. Pablo, any last words? No, I, you know, everybody go get out there, vote, you know, tell your family. Friends, get out there, vote. You know, we're here to bring change. We're here to hold people accountable, do the right thing. That's why they don't want us. That's why they fight us. That's why they bash us. And we're here, teachers, especially you teachers, educators, bus drivers, custodian workers, cafeteria workers, everybody. We're there for you guys. We're going to be there for you guys and ladies. So, you know, if you guys go out there and we're elected, we're going to be there for you. And that door is always, at least my, for sure, my door is always going to be open so that we can take care of you guys. And I look forward to it. Bring this change along with these other two gentlemen and maybe another one that's there. And you guys stay safe, spread the word. Mr. Martinez. Uh, really fast, just like Pablo said, Socorro ISD community, come out and support us, right? Uh, we talk about change, but uh, change can't be done without you all. Come out and support us, vote's very important, spread the word like Pablo said. And uh, you know, we gotta flip this board and we, we gotta bring uh, integrity, integrity back to Socorro ISD. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Castellano, any last words? Well, the last election showed what the voters were thinking. They voted out three incumbents. Right. Okay. The voters are smarter than uh, the district's giving them credit for. And, uh, you know, we appealed to them. We've talked to them. We went over and over again, uh, speaking to everything, uh, to all our points. We, uh, we brought up the taxes, we, you know, the, are the constant tax increases, these uh, bonds that they, they bring down on us. And, uh, you know, listening to the teachers out there too, speaking with, with their problems and how it just needs to change. We just need to treat them, you know, just like people, you know, normal people and not just like subjugate them to being uh, indentured servants or something, you know, it's just crazy the way that, that they're being treated out there. Uh, it, it just needs to change. And uh, I, I feel strong that, you know, the voters are going to come out and speak their mind again and then just tell them this, this has to change, you know. So we'll, we'll see tomorrow. You know, we'll be out there bright and early and fighting for, the, for the teachers, for the kids. Oh, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Sal, what do you got? Uh, 
the last uh, history lesson for the day. <laughs> Be on the right side of history. That's right, baby. Because we already exposed two history lessons today and people were found on the wrong side of history. So don't let that beat you. Go out there, support these candidates. They're looking for change. They're looking out for the teachers. And so uh, go out there and, and support these, these candidates for, for change and for a better uh, SISD. Thank you, Sal. As always, watch what they do, not what they say. We're trying to empower the Valley and this is what we're doing now. And remember, power concedes nothing without demand. And this is what we do here is demand change. We demand it because we are in the valley and people don't think about us, but they're going to start thinking about us now because we have 163 views in two days of a podcast we did a couple of days ago. And let me tell you, I, I put that up at 1.30 a.m. because I couldn't sleep. And guess what? There was one view... There was seven views by 7.30 a.m. What the hell are you guys doing so up so late? Look, look, at the end of the day. They ran out of Netflix. That's I know, <laughs> something, right? Look, at the end of the day, I feel bad for a teacher that can run to a union because she spoke out to a to speak her truth, to speak whatever it is. They didn't have laptops. They didn't have anything. The kids didn't have it. The teachers didn't have it. That's why these gentlemen are running. There's a relocation letter on Monday for a teacher. I'm not threatening you. I'm telling you what's going to happen. That's horrible. You run a little mafia, Mr. Espinosa. It's a mafia. It's illegal. That's why we're losing kids to charters. Maybe you want that. Maybe you want that. But we're speaking truth to power here, and here is where we are. And this is what you brought us to. We don't get up in the morning and say, how can we make people's life difficult? I always tell people that. You think I wake up and say, how I'm going to make your life difficult? No. You push us. And you push us. And you push us till we break. That's what happened. And this is what happened at SISD. Is this gentleman here, and Mr. Carrasco, and another more people are running. Why? Because we're done with it. We're done with the mafias. We bring evidence from SEA that I am sad about because that's my sister union. AFT's state is attacking challengers. That's horrible. That's, that's not the way to do things because together we do more, but not attacking each other. So for everybody here, go vote tomorrow. Do your thing. Uh, just to let you know, it's been 189 days since Ileana Olguin has blocked me. And it's been 10 days since Renee has been blocked by Ruben Reyes. It is what it is. Thank you, everybody here. Uh, special, special uh, podcast. Go vote tomorrow. We will have, we'll come back on Monday and see what happened. You guys have a great evening. Bye-bye. Right. Good night.